Hey everyone, this is Sam Culpepper bringing you the Culpepper Chronicles, where myself and special guests hope to bring you, the listener, more information in regards to self-sufficiency, fieldcraft, survival, marksmanship, gear, and theory with the aids of not only personal experience and opinion, but historical and technical documentation as well. All in the hopes to better prepare you for impending collapse and hard times to come. Now, pull up a seat and let's get down to it. Hey everybody, this is Sam coming to you with another episode of the Culpepper Chronicles. Uh, today is going to be titled Knowledge in the Wake of Tragedy. Uh, so, I don't know when you'll be listening to this, but uh, yesterday, the day before April Fool's, um, tornadoes ripped through the heart of Arkansas, the state that I live in. Uh, my family is safe, it's nothing like that. Uh, but it ripped through the, uh, the heart of Arkansas through one of the, if not the major, uh, metropolitan area, uh, of our state, leaving a 40 mile track of just absolute destruction in its wake. And, uh, countless lives have been touched by this, um, and altered for, for probably forever. Uh, I don't know. They're still, they're still doing, uh, fatality totals and injured totals and stuff like that, but it, it's going to be up there, I'm sure, by the time it's all said and done and the recovery efforts are done. Um, and then just last week, uh, the same thing happened to Mississippi, in which uh, they had, if I'm if I remember correctly, like the most the most fatal tornadic activity to date for their state. Um, so, with that being said, and not to downplay that in any way, and not to necessarily capitalize on someone else's misfortune. Uh, I think that we should never squander an opportunity to learn and, and seek knowledge. Um, so let's talk about some, some takeaways from that that I personally have, as well as that uh, others may have as well. So um, to start with, I felt going into yesterday, because I, you know, we're lucky to live in a time where we have pretty accurate and uh, advanced weather reporting. Uh, my wife and I had talked about the day before, hey, it looks like it's going to be storming a lot. Uh, looks like it's going to get pretty severe. We're in the estimated, you know, high probability, like five out of five tornadic activity area uh, for where we live. And, you know, normally we would not travel on a day like that if we could help it, but we couldn't help it. And she ended up having to go uh, to Tennessee to, uh, to take my son to a medical appointment and uh would be traveling back she had to leave early in the morning we'd be traveling back kind of during peak time so uh the initial plan was that you know based on the timeline that we were anticipating she'd be home well before anything would get to to our specific area uh and that was kind of the the go-to i was going to stay home because it's my off day uh i'd pick up our daughter early from school and uh and just kind of stay at home with all the kids until she got home and we would move uh to our neighbors which has a basement and uh, that would be kind of our our tornado safe zone just in case you know we would hang out over there and and watch the weather and stay up to date on that uh didn't really have a a alternate plan outside of hey we're just going to kind of play it by ear And, and it was one of those situations where you really couldn't because you were at the uh 
at, at the uh, will or whim of others, and that's what we ran into. Uh, the uh, the appointment ended up being about two hours longer than was anticipated, and it, it altered the timeline to the point that uh, right when the tornadoes were hitting uh, Little Rock and moving through, um, she was actually passing through Wynn, which is uh, another portion that had a spin-up tornado that came through and destroyed uh, a pretty massive portion of their town as well. Uh, so it, it wasn't at the same time that the one that, that popped up and went happened, but she was passing through uh, as Little Rock was being hit. So when it was all said and done, it was kind of a, hey, we're, we're equally going to be watching this live through different weather reports. We're going to be calling each other back and forth. Um, the only real option that we had outside of her just driving like crazy was if she was going to uh, detour to a different town uh, to their hospital and, and utilize their safe zone if they needed to. Luckily, she made it home, you know, right at the time that they were predicting this tornado or, or tornadic activity to hit our town. That cell actually blew out. So um, it didn't, it, we ended up barely getting a drop of rain where I live, uh, which was an absolute blessing. Uh, but, you know, that was one of those things where the planning could have been better, but it also shows that your planning isn't always going to be uh, allowed. You don't always have a say in things. It's something that a lot of us know and understand. And luckily nothing bad happened as far as to my family from it, but it could have uh, because we didn't have a, a better plan going into the day. So um, there was that. Uh, I don't know if you have a family or even if you don't have a family, if you, if you just have friends or significant others that you know, always have a plan of action for things like that. Um, and if you can always plan alternate and contingent options, uh, we had route options. Uh, if she needed to take them, I had them down that I knew about, I was going to tell her about, uh, but it was just the way that the storm was tracking. It pretty much precluded all of those. So the only option she really had was to just drive like a maniac, which she did. And, uh, ended up getting home just in time, uh, for the predicted storm that was going to be hitting our area. Uh, had about five minutes to get in the house type thing. Um, luckily, you know, it blew out. It wasn't, like I said, it wasn't a deal. We barely got any rain even at our place. I uh, had a lot of wind and that was about it. Um, but for those in the Little Rock, Jacksonville area that weren't so lucky, uh, I'm just curious how many of them had a plan going into the day um, and, and how well that worked for them. So, the, the next thing I want to bring up is uh, supplies. So a lot of us stock supplies in our homes, in our areas uh, for long-term, you know, supply chain disasters and things like that. Uh, my, you know, my family is no different from that. We have supplies in the home that we've stocked up. Um, but if one of the things that hit me is that only works for certain disasters. So a tornado if you look at the photos and there's, there's lots of video on YouTube right now, drone footage, photos, things like that of the destruction in Little Rock and, and Jacksonville. And if you look like homes are completely leveled, tops are ripped off, you know, windows were sucked out, materials were sucked out of homes. Um, if that's the case, it's a lot like a fire in that it, if you can't protect it, you don't have it anymore. So there's, there's no protection for that. It doesn't matter how many rolls of toilet paper you have stockpiled in your closet if your closet blows away in the wind and it's no more. So uh, one of the things that 
I would like to try and have people focus on is not necessarily a bug out bag. Uh, it's what's labeled as a sustainment bag. Um, it's an ISG kind of core principle. Uh, and again, I've talked about it in the past with integrated skills group, um, ISG, uh, I've, al- I've always just kind of deferred to them and said, Hey, check that out. They've got a great article. I'm wanting to say it's called lines of sustainment, uh, on the sustainment bag. That's what I personally grabbed. Uh, it's what I would have with me regardless, but I had it with me and in it was, uh, enough water or water capability for my family. Um, it's not a lot. It's not that I'm carrying, you know, seven Nalgene's or anything like that, but I had the ability to plus up the Nalgene's that I had, refill them, purify water. Um, it had some rudimentary clothing because we'd have the clothing that's on us. Uh, I made sure before we left the house, everybody was kind of dressed weather appropriate for not only just going across the yard, but if things happen and we had to kind of live in the clothes, um, I kind of was cognizant of that when I was dressing everybody to head out the door. Um, I had some food. I had the capability to procure food. Um, I had the ability to cook if we needed to in the bag. Um, I also had charging capability for devices. So, uh, you know, smartwatch, phone, GPS, uh, batteries for flashlights, things like that. I had all that in this bag and the bag's not huge. It's not like it's a massive bag. Um, it's like 20 to 25 pounds. It's a 36 liter pack. It's a, it actually could be smaller cause there's some non-utilized space. Um, but I had that bag. I also grabbed some extra flashlights, like the thin, like Ozark trail, uh, lanterns, uh, that we had just kind of stored in the, uh, the power outage bin. I grabbed those and clipped them to the pack in case we need them. And we headed out the door. So I'm curious, like, had we been faced with the same disaster that Little Rock and Jacksonville is, and we emerged from our safe zone to find our surroundings leveled, um, the only thing we would have had was that bag. And while it would not have been comfortable, I am confident we could have survived for the time frame that that bag is set up for. Uh, and, and if you go into that article and you read it and you think about it, uh, that plus what you have on you and your knowledge base really is designed to get you through that 24 to 72 hour time span. Um, and we absolutely could have done that. Uh, it would, like I said, it wouldn't have been comfortable, wouldn't have been great, would have been having to, you know, resource scrounge and stuff like that. Uh, but that was one of those things that when I was sitting there looking at it, I kind of checked it off in my mind that, hey, I really like that I've, I've dialed in a lot of the things here. And there's, there's room for improvement. Don't get me wrong. It's not perfect. I'm not trying to gloat about that. Uh, but I had that. So uh, one thing I would advise if you do not have something like that set up, go ahead and consider setting something up like that. Set up a sustainment bag that you can keep with you. Um, it's not that I walk around with it every day. It's, uh, it's, I mean, you're not going to see me walking through Walmart with a backpack on or anything like that. Um, it stays usually in my vehicle uh, or at home, depending on kind of what we're doing. If we're taking a family trip and utilizing my wife's car, it'll go in my wife's car and we'll take it with us that way. Um, but it's always generally with us in situations that I deem uh, it, it's, it's got a higher potential for use. And so that's what I had. Uh, I grabbed it. I threw it on my back. I grabbed the kids up. We walked, you know, over to the neighbors type thing. Um, and I had that with me. And I was, I was pretty happy and confident with, with that aspect of things. Um, building upon that, one of the things that's within that bag, and one of the things that the bag is designed to address is, you know, your survival capabilities, uh, such as water, food, fire, shelter, um, if you do not have a bag set up, do you have the capability to achieve those goals? Um, do you have your water filter? And this is, this is one of those things again, where 
you need to look at a, a larger capability water filter. Um, a lot of people really, you know, harp on life straws, but I want you to imagine if you have a family of four setting in a puddle with a life straw, passing it back and forth, trying to get drinks of water at a time. And then imagine, number one, how efficient that would be. Number two, how clean that would be. Uh, and number three, how safe that would be. So um, if you if you can't imagine that, maybe you should just take a few minutes, pause right now, think about it. You know, imagine you and your family passing around what is essentially the size of a highlighter uh, trying to drink out of a muddy puddle versus having the ability to take your pump and throw your the end of your pump or even a gravity filter if you wanted to collect and, and have it there, you know, gravity filter going at a, a base camp area or your home area filtering while you're working and cleaning up. Uh, but your pump filter being able to actually pump water into um, your containers to be cleaned. So everyone has a container. Everyone has the ability to carry water with them. They would have a larger capability of water because you're looking at, you know, even a water bottle is better than a life straw as far as uh, capacity goes. Um, as, and then you could not only do that, but you could keep that cleaner between you. So what if it's one of those things that, you know, if you've got kids, you know what I'm talking about, they're like a walking Petri dish of just nasty viruses that you're constantly getting sick from. You know, if Johnny has got strep and you don't know it, today's day one of strep and everybody's sharing the life straw. Now the entire family has strep. So now imagine not only dealing with the natural disaster that you're trying to, to organize your life through, but everyone also now has strep throat and, uh, and is miserable and sick and everything else. So, uh, that's just one of the things, one of the takeaways that I wanted to kind of bring up to everyone, uh, just because water is life. Um, it, you know, it, it's right out there with shelter and oxygen. You, you can't live without it. You can go, you can go a little bit without food, but you can't go anywhere really without, uh, without oxygen and water. So, um, lastly, one of the things I want to talk about, again, it's an ISG philosophy. Um, and, and I want to reiterate for, I don't know how many times this is. I am not a member of ISG in the sense that I'm some sort of admin or, or person like that. I'm just a proponent of them. Uh, I think what they do is, is right on the money, and that's why I'm always promoting them. Uh, they, they discuss, you know, different top, types of disasters that a person would have to deal with. So top one, top two, top three. And I think this is an excellent example, and the Mississippi tornado uh, incident is another excellent example of the uh, ability for those disasters to build upon themselves. So a top one disaster is immediate threat to life and limb uh, of you or your family. So that would be as simple as, hey, uh, we found out we were in a tornado warning and oh my gosh, it's barreling down on us. You have that immediate time that you have to react. So that would be as simple as getting to your basement, getting to your storm cellar, getting to a safe zone, getting to the lowest level of your house, whatever it may be. Um, that's your top one event that you're having to mitigate. Top two would be immediately post tornado. So you have got, you know, your top two of 24 to 48 hours of you're trying to locate loved ones. You're trying to locate resources. You're trying to get your bearings and, and make sure that either you need to displace because maybe, maybe you're lucky and your vehicle survived. Maybe it didn't survive. Maybe you're trying to get home to family. Uh, you've, you've got your family back up and y'all are trying to displace somewhere. Um, that's your 24 to 48 hour time span. And then basically it's anything beyond that, that long, slow burn. Um, that, that Aaron talks about, and that's going to be the weeks coming off of this. So we've got weeks of cleanup ahead. We've got weeks of disaster relief ahead of us. Um, and it's not 
large scale in the sense that it's nationwide, like a lot of people look at things like the COVID, um, I'm going to, I just call that the COVID incident anymore. Um, that, that it's the incident in, in my mind. Um, that entire three year encompassment, um, is the COVID incident, but, uh, but it's not the nationwide effect, but it's in your area. It doesn't matter if it's happening, uh, nationwide, if it's affecting you in that sense. So, you know, I personally do not have a, a top three disaster that I'm having to deal with, or even a top two. I had a top one for a little bit dealing with my immediate family and making sure they were safe. And that was dealt with. Uh, I never had to broach top two or top three and the people who live in Little Rock and Jacksonville can't say the same. Uh, they are now in their top two to top three, uh, zone. And sadly there, there are more tornadoes apparently projected for tomorrow. Uh, that are going to be more in my area again in Northern Arkansas. So for all I know, this is just me putting this out there. And then I'm going to have to be dealing with this again in the next 24 to 48 hours. And I may be in that top one to three buildup that, that I'm, I'm talking about now. So it's not that I'm, I'm outside of this realm of having to deal with this. Um, but the thing is you need to be able to identify what type of uh, disaster or scenario you're in and understand ways in which to deal with that for yourself and your family. And if you can do that, that's really all you can ask of yourself. Um, if you can sit there and check off as many boxes as possible and say, okay, I think we're relatively prepared for these things. These are the areas that we're excelling at. These are the areas that we need improving at. Um, and go from there. If you can do that, then you're, you're already a step of the a curve. Um, speaking of, there is a skills audit on the, uh, the ISG website. Um, I would highly... I would highly suggest anyone take that. Um, it's pretty lengthy, but it's meant to be. And that would give you a better idea. If you're honest, um, that would give you a better idea of where your skills lie, where you need improvement, where you're excelling at, where you can maybe back off of uh, because you're excelling and put more effort toward things that you're sucking at. Uh, I know that you know it was eye-opening for me in some regards, and those are things that I'm working on as well. So anyways, uh, said all that to say this, uh, I wanted to make sure that if you are listening to this, uh, you're, you're taking the time to seek knowledge from disaster and, um, and knowledge from tragedy. And, and again, I'm not trying to leverage this for personal gain. I'm wanting to promote thought and, uh, and, and a mental exercise for you in case you're not in an area that deals with tornadoes, but you deal with other natural disasters regularly you know, uh, severe winter storms, uh, wildfires, all these things apply. It's just plug and play as far as the disaster goes. So anyways, guys, I hope this was, uh, worth listening to. Um, if it was, let me know. If it wasn't, let me know. You're, you know, as always, feel free to hit me up on Instagram and talk to me about it. Um, just because I don't know that there's any way to communicate on, on anchor or any of the other sites like that, uh, that this broadcast to. But uh, anyways, uh, I hope that you have a good rest of your day. I hope you enjoyed this. As always, God be with you and your families. Take it easy and stay safe.